Chargers defensive coordinator Ronaldo Hill has stepped away to take a lesser job with the Miami Dolphins, but maybe that's not a bad thing. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. Controversy. That's where we have to start today's show. Did the Chargers let Ronaldo Hill go or did he leave for a lesser job with the Miami Dolphins? Maybe a little bit of both, but that's where we have to start today because the Chargers did lose their defensive coordinator, Ronaldo Hill, taking a job with his old boss where him and Brandon Staley met in Denver when Big Fangio was the head coach there. And it then they immediately, I mean, immediately promoted their defensive backs coach, their secondary coach, Derek Ansley, to be their defensive coordinator and took their assistant defensive backs coach in Tom Donatel and moved him to being the defensive backs coach plus a passing game specialist on the defensive side of things here. Is it bad when you lose a defensive coordinator on a bad defense, right? Even though, you know, we're not even fully sure kind of what his role was. Derek Ansley, on the other hand, did a really, really good job with his position group, and it seems like he's being rewarded for that, and these guys supposedly are highly sought-after assistants. But this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. David, according to reports, Adam Schefter said this morning, Ronaldo Hill is gone. He's gone from L.A. to reunite with Miami defensive coordinator Vic Fangio and become the Dolphins' defensive pass game coordinator per source. Hill was Fangio's top target, and out of respect for his former boss, Brandon Staley allowed his defensive coordinator to leave. So that was interesting. Not something I call, you know, saw coming. I think before the season ended, we thought maybe they would make a move there just because the defense obviously wasn't where it needed to be, but I didn't see it happening like this. Not at all. Like, this was a, a big surprise to me, especially when you have a guy who was a defensive coordinator. Now, obviously, we know that he did not call plays. That was Brandon Staley who called plays. But to see him leave and to go take a lesser position, that was definitely a weird feeling. You don't see that a lot in the NFL because, hey, the ultimate goal for most of these coaches is to be the top guy, to be the head guy, to be the head right. coach, to be the CEO. And the closest way the to team. get there is being a defensive coordinator. Right, right. Like, right. That's, the, that's one of those uh, defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator usually are pretty straight line paths to being a head coach in this league. So to see Ronaldo Hill take a demotion – uh, to go under uh, a former coach that he worked with was just a really strange situation to see. Yeah, and the other thing is, too, is Brandon Steely allowed it to happen, right? If he just allowed it because he loves Vic Fangio and Vic Fangio gave him a shot, I think that'd be pretty stupid. Right? If you really, really wanted to keep Ronaldo Hill, you could have, and he could have, and they could have, and they didn't, right? So yeah. I think, because the first thing I think that pops up is like, you're taking like a, a lesser job. Like, is that concerning? You know, is he trying to get out of town before, you know, potentially Brandon Staley gets the job, right? Does he want to 
really kind of solidify his job security because that is a big time move to take a lesser role because it's one thing if he was to move to a different defensive coordinator position for another right. team maybe with an offensive minded head coach right where he could get some of the credit for it but he didn't he left the Chargers went to Miami and it's very interesting and it seems like the Chargers didn't really try very hard to stop him from leaving I think that's kind of where I'm at with that just because it just seems a little coincidental the way everything happened we'll keep talking about that but the other big thing is just what are you losing, right? How does this affect the Chargers' best players? Like, you know, the Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Khalil Max, all of those guys. Because the thing is, David, is he was a defensive coordinator, and even though it starts with Brandon Staley, and he is gets, you know, the main majority of the blame for the Chargers' poor defense over the last couple of years, but Ronaldo Hill is the next guy in charge, right? He was still part of a bad defense. So it is, can that be a really bad thing? No, I don't see how it can be a bad thing. I mean, the, the the problems with the Chargers defense was pretty, pretty obvious. I mean, they, they struggled with points per game. They were 21st in the league, 22.6 points per game allowed. And we know the run defense was atrocious, and it has been. Last year was no different. 5.4 yards per carry, 145.8 rushing yards per game, even yards per per game allowed they were 20th with 348.6 so those are really bad numbers and so if you contributed to that um as got a guy who has the title of defensive coordinator even if you are not calling the plays i don't see how that can be a bad thing you know get rid of that get somebody get get rid of him put somebody else in that position maybe that change of voice will pr produce different results well, I think that's the question, right? Did they get rid of him or did he leave them? Like, right. That's kind of what we're, you know, that's kind of getting lost in, in what a lot is really being sent out as a very coincidental timing right now. And it seems a little bit too coincidental Oh yeah, for my liking. I mean, with just how fast the Chargers moved to, you know, replace him, you know, and didn't even really take the time for a search. It's almost and like maybe... it was already set up. Right, exactly. But the thing about the defense is, is when you're looking at what does Ronaldo Hill do, right? He's up in yeah. the booth during the games. He's not calling the defenses. But at the same time, though, he was brought in for a very specific reason, and that was to help Brandon Staley install a brand new defense that is very, you know, particular to Brandon Staley. Yeah. He is a guy that had a ton of time with Vic Fangio, right? So you would think that is a, a, make, a move that makes a lot of sense just as far as somebody who kind of knows what you're trying to do. A little bit differently because Steely does it a little bit differently than Vic Fangio does. But at the same time, that made sense. Yeah. It didn't translate, though. I mean, we've no. seen Brandon Steely's defense work with different players, obviously. And this is not to escape, you know, let Brandon Steely escape blame for the defense. Not at it all. It starts with him, obviously. Yes. But it's hard to imagine that there wasn't some disconnect from him to the defensive coordinator, from the defensive coordinator to these players because there were so many defensive breakdowns, right? There were so many guys yes. where they weren't supposed to be. And when you're the head coach and taking on everything that comes along with that, you need somebody to be able to be in the room to help get these guys in the right position and get up to speed with what they need to do. But over two years, David, guys weren't getting up to speed quick enough, right? It seemed like it was taking a long time. It seemed like the first year was kind of a whole experimental phase with the Brandon Staley defense, even though he started year one with the Rams and made them the best defense in the NFL or, you know, led them to that at the very least. So, like, something was getting lost in translation here. The Ronaldo Hill experiment just frankly didn't work. Yeah, it did not work at all. I mean, it took way too long for the Chargers core players to learn this defense, and they admitted as much after the first season, and it seemed like it took even longer than just one season. It really took almost the better part of two seasons before we saw any kind of semblance of good quality play and good 
really specific game plans that attacked yeah. other teams' defenses or other teams' offenses, excuse me, and really try to took away, you know, take away what they did well. It took way too long before we really saw that come to fruition. So I agree with that. I, I feel like this may be the, the right move to make, get somebody else in here. Maybe they can get closer to that performance down the stretch uh, and replicate that over the entire season. And now the new guy, Derek Hansley, has some time in Brandon Staley's system, right? Now he's been around it for two years. And yes. that was, you know, really what Ronaldo Hill's biggest advantage was. And the thing is, is like Ronaldo Hill had to deal with a bunch of injuries last year, right? And he was also part of the Chargers having their hottest stretch in the two years under Brandon Staley and deserves some credit for that. As much blame as he's getting, he deserved credit when it looked good. But we were always a little skeptical of that stretch anyways, just because of the competition that it yeah. was up against. They you know, were hamstrung. Derwin Jane played like a quarter out of those four games. Joey Bosa played in pretty much none of them, right, at full speed. So yep. it's hard to say. But the new guy that's taking over now does have some time in this defense now. And Brandon Saley obviously feels very comfortable real you know with his job potentially on the line letting Derek Ansley their secondary coach step up and take this role they did it immediately they didn't even really have a search is that a good thing though <laughs> right should they have been looking outside the building like the the Ryan Ficken theory as we talk about the special teams coordinator no ties with Brandon Staley right they brought him in after Darius Swinton and he totally turned that group around now they're going in the building is it because of his great work with the defensive backs or is it just you know to keep him potentially away from other teams and we're going to talk about that but First, I do need to tell you guys that this episode is brought to you by the best protein bar on the planet. And of course, I'm talking about Bill Bars. For me, it's the flavors you get with Bill Bar, the double chocolate, right? You get the peanut butter chocolate, all of your favorite flavors, and you can also get a flavor that's cinnamon churro. I don't know how you could ever be upset with something that tastes like that. And you also never get to have something that tastes like that on your diet because a lot of people are still trying to hang on to those New Year's resolutions and try to eat better. And one of the things that comes with eating healthy is the monotony and kind of more boring flavors. And now let me tell you, sometimes it's nice to switch things up and have something that tastes great. And you're having something that tastes great that's only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. This is what you're looking for. It fits on most diets. And now you can find them everywhere, including at Walmart, where you can pick up a four-box bar box where you can get you know flavors like cookies and cream, coconut puffs, and so many other great flavors. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get a 13-bar box and really Zone in on which one's your favorite. There's a lot of great flavors. It's going to be hard to, you know, pick one out of all the great list of flavors that they have. But you can now get them at Walmart. You can get them at Sam's Club. And you can save some money online. If you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 to get 15% off your next order. Derek Ansley is the new man in charge. And this was something that happened very, very fast. This is from Tom Pelissero. The Chargers plan to promote Derek Ansley to defensive coordinator and Tommy Donatel to secondary coach slash pass game coordinator per sources. David, this happened very, very quickly. The Chargers obviously hold him in a very good regard. He seems to really, you know, the players seem to be a big fan of him, just going based off the press conferences and, you know, times you hear people shouting out DA, something that you hear. He definitely has a good rapport with them. This was an interesting move. The Chargers obviously really, really like this guy, and it's nice because even though he hasn't had been a defensive coordinator before, we have seen some success with him in the past with a lot of good defenses. You're right. He has not been a defensive coordinator at the NFL level, but he has been a defensive coordinator at the college level, and he did call defensive plays. So he does have that um, on his belt. And yes, I think you can definitely look at that secondary group, Daniel, and, and point to very specific examples of guys 
that really, really turned it around. I mean, one guy that immediately comes to mind is Michael Davis. Michael Davis struggled mightily in the first year of Brandon Staley's defense, was sent home with a laundry list of things to improve on. And when he came back for his second year under in this defense, he didn't have a starting ro- a starting role. He did he didn't have that spot. JC Jackson had that spot. JC Jackson goes down. Michael Davis steps in and plays probably the best football of his NFL career. 15 pass breakups for Michael Davis towards the end of the season. The the last probably seven or eight games, Michael Davis was absolutely locked down. One of the best corners in the NFL. You're right. He was. And I think it's, you know, to come from where he was to go down to the lows that he had and then to prop that player back up, but not even just that, David, the willingness to be able to play him and feature him. This was a guy who was sitting on the bench in the preseason, right? had a really, really good preseason, started pushing Asante Samuel Jr. for that starting spot opposite J.C. Jackson. Mm -hmm. And even before J.C. Jackson's injury, let's not forget, he got benched. J.C. Jackson was benched for Michael Davis. Derek Ansley, if we're going based off what Brandon Staley says, the position group coaches have a say in who's going to start and who's going to play. That's a call that he was willing to make even with a high-priced player like J.C. Jackson. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. And I think that's kind of going towards your point. If you're going to give somebody a promotion like this, if you're going to look for someone internally to hire or to promote, I should say, yeah, you want them to have done a very good job with their position group. And I don't think you can point to a single other position group where you've seen the strides that have been made by this Charger secondary, especially with the pressure of, you know, having Derwin James on that, trying to get J.C. Jackson. And I think when you're looking at the pros and the cons, David, there's more yeah. pros and cons. The development of Asante Samuel Jr. obviously yes. culminating, you know, in a, a, a crazy game from him. You know, right, three a hat-trick picks. performance in the right. playoffs. Also it's giving ridiculous. up, though, a touchdown, right, in the sure. fourth and one play, too. The, the good right. and the bad, right? I mean, but sure. you're seeing him be that playmaker and make plays on the football was yeah. really, really nice to see from yep. him. And just coming back from all those concussions his rookie season is not something that's easy to do. Aloe no, Gilman. His best season yet, right? Huge. Just your yes. Taylor getting a sixth round rookie to be able to come in and play meaningful snaps for you, even with varied results, it takes a long ways for you to get a guy to be able to come in and important games for you and still, you know, not be so obviously someone that you should target in a game. So I, also I think- getting a vintage and I mean vintage version of Bryce Callahan too. I feel like sure. They yeah. really, really got the best out of, and they kept him healthy. They put him in good positions to succeed, he, and he led the Chargers with three interceptions last year. So, yeah. a lot of really good production from that secondary group that you can, you know, that he can definitely uh, hang his hat on. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, comparing it to you know the defensive interior or the edge right. rushers or the linebackers, I mean, he has the most. You know, he's controlling the most guys on the field, or he has. Yep the most control out of the defensive position groups because you have five guys that are on the field at most times. You get corners and you get safeties there as well. So he did a really good job. I mean, the ball production, I think, is something where, you know, probably could have seen more of that. And I think the only cons to it, right, Nazir Adderley never took that step you want him to take. J.C. Jackson got off to a bad start, right? I I think if you're looking for the cons there, I think those are really the only ones you could pick. But obviously, you know, with the J.C. Jackson thing, he was looking really good in spring training. Obviously, that's like hitting really well on the driving range, right? (laughs) It it only matters once you're doing it, once the game actually starts. But with Nazir Adderley, I mean, it's hard to say, you know, how much is that him? How much is just that as Nazir Adderley as a player just never kind of getting to where maybe unfair expectations had him at, right? Coming as of Delaware. but. Definitely more good than bad. So from that aspect, it makes sense. 
Should they have done it though? Should they have done it so quickly with Eric Ainsley? Should they have been, you know, gone out and done a search? The Ryan Ficken theory. Should they have tried to find someone with no ties to Brandon Staley go outside of the building to try to see if they could find the answer? I still think that's a fair question. Yeah, I think it's a fair question too, because, you know, you don't always want all of the same people in the room that is speaking the same way that you are listening and that, and, and that you are hearing. You might want to get a couple of dissenting opinions, looking at it from a different you know, vantage point, a different viewpoint, and see if that produces some different results. I mean, that, that's definitely uh, you know, uh, something you have to keep in mind because the last two years, the, the production from the defensive side is not where it needs to be. And I think that's right. very, very clear and obvious. So, But I think on the other side of the token here, I think you want somebody who has that intimate knowledge of this defense to continue to teach it and, you know, teach it to the younger players and to continue to get growth uh, from players that you still have in the building as well. That, That those are very important things. You have to continue to develop players and get the best out of them. Yeah, and I mean, I think we've seen that with the secondary, and now you're hoping to see if he can do it at a more widespread level. Right, and I think scaling you're it talking, out. Sure. And I think you're talking about going outside the building. Like, you should do your due diligence, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, there is something to be said about continuity. Are you going to bring sure. someone in here that's, you know, not as familiar in a totally different kind of defensive mindset or coming from a totally different defensive philosophy trying yeah. to – really help your defense in a gigantic year with a lot of stakes attached to it right and i think that Derek Ainsley, at the end of the day will be judged by how well his best players play and how well this defense does and you know maybe maybe he isn't going to get that credit for that because that's a brain and staley thing but i think something had to change defensively yeah. right something and this is a guy that according to tom pelicero was highly sought after in this hiring cycle so even though you wouldn't think many chargers defensive coaches would be poached That's not necessarily true, and these guys obviously had a good reputation around the league, and I'm talking about him and somebody we're going to talk about next with Tom Donatello, a guy that, you know, has really risen through the ranks and seems like it was someone, seems like he was someone that the Chargers really, really wanted to keep. But I do think, you know, you should do your due diligence. You should go through the cycle. Chargers obviously didn't want to take that chance, and they wanted to lock these guys up. And for Tom Donatello, you know, was there a decision that the Chargers would rather keep the guys they have right now and let Ronaldo Hill walk? Because there's a lot of coincidental timing. I think there could be some controversy boiling under the surface and maybe some things that we're not kind of in the know on. And we're going to get into that. But this episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. And the midway point of the NBA season is here, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. With FanDuel, you get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That means you bet even if you lose you can win. And my favorite way to lose is by also, you know, winning more money. That's a great way to lose. But all you have to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. And I think when you're talking about what separates FanDuel from other sites, it's the different things you can bet on. Yes, you can do player points. You can do rebounds. You can do assists, all those normal things. But you could also do the two-by-three, which is betting that a player will get two three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. That's not something you're going to find other places. And with FanDuel, my favorite thing personally, same game parlays. Whenever I can use FanDuel and I'm out, I will do it. I will get those parlays and I will do them in the same game. So you can pick multiple things happening in the same game and really multiply your winnings. And we all love parlays. Get the same game parlay. It just hits a little bit different. But don't miss out on your guys' chance for that no sweat first bet right now with FanDuel. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, well, let's talk about the other guy we haven't talked about as much here, which is Tom Donatel. And this was a very telling tweet that came out from Tom Pelissero before we started talking about him as the person, which was, Coach Brandon Staley wanted to find a way to promote Derek Ansley and Tom Donatel, two bright young coaches who were highly sought after in this hiring cycle. When Hill got an opportunity to join Miami as their DB coach last pass game coordinator, the timing lined up for everyone. So Tom Donatel was the assistant defensive backs coach for the Chargers over the last couple of years. He got a promotion not only to being the defensive backs coach, right? Now he is also the pass game coordinator. Interesting that they would go for the exact same titles. The other interesting part of this here, David, is something you sent me, which was this is someone that actually interviewed for the job that Ronaldo Hill ended up getting. And it just seems like with how fast the Chargers went to move these guys up and promote them internally to the you know timing of Ronaldo Hill just randomly up and leaving for a lesser job, I mean, I think there's something that's kind of getting left out. There is. And it definitely, to me, it seems like Almost like Brandon Staley picked up the phone after the the Miami Dolphins talked to Tommy Donatel uh, about that secondary you know, job and said, hey, um, I, I don't really want to let Tommy go. But, you know, if you want somebody that's familiar with your defense to try to help, you know, uh, you know, teach your defense to your players. Well, why don't you just take my defensive coordinator, Ronaldo Hill? I mean, right. I, I kind of want to keep my coaches. Um, here with me. I want to keep some continuity in my building, but you know who is, is free to go? Ronaldo Hill is. Go ahead and, and take him. Everything's going to be great, Vic. You got it. <laughs> it just feels like a decision was made here, right? Yes. And it feels like the Chargers, in some way, you know, and maybe this is only off and they don't have any inside information here, no. but just it, 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 the timing seems crazy to me that the Chargers Very. would just so quickly move these guys up and give at Tom Donatel the same exact position title. It almost makes it like, seem like to him, like, don't go to the Dolphins. We will give you that title here, right? Yeah. We will give you that. And, you you know, we're going to move Derek Ansley up to defensive coordinator. Everybody wins. But it does seem like in some way the Chargers made a decision here, and oh, they yeah. chose these two dudes over Ronaldo Hill. So mm-hmm. it's a very interesting to kind of see how that all played out, especially in kind of an unexpected move here. But it seems like the Chargers are keeping the coaches that they really wanted to, co- or yeah. to keep. Yeah. And they allowed Ronaldo Hill to go take that position. Right. So that's very yep. interesting to me. But to Tom Donatel's, you know, credit, he does come with somewhat of a resume that I think, you know, at least makes him qualified to take over as this position. Two years of the Chargers defensive backs assistant. So he's obviously been very involved in the same yeah, he's been right you there. Know, progression as we've kind of given credit to Derek Ansley for yep. quality control and defensive assistant for the Seahawks from 2017 to 2020 when the Chargers poached him from the Seahawks. And also played safety collegiately at Iowa, played linebacker and safety. So, I mean, there is, you know, some chops there, David, to where this doesn't feel like what you don't want it to feel like, which is what you don't want is like great Brandon Staley is basically in here promoting, you know, the kid of one of his best friends. Yeah, definitely. And and there's a viewpoint, you know, and I'm sure some people have. If you're cynical, sure. Yeah, that, that could, you know, be very much the case there with that situation. But. I also feel like with, with with Tom Donatel that he is a very, I mean, obviously a close, it seems like he's pretty close to Brandon Staley, but um, with his lineage, you know, his dad's a very famous coach, you know, you know, you could even call him a legend um, who his dad just got fired from being the defensive coordinator from the Vikings at Donatel, just for reference. Yeah. Yeah, Just, yeah. To be more specific there, but for, for Donatel and for Brandon Staley, you wanted to, 
keep somebody in the building and you kind of gave him that same position. And uh, yeah, it's very interesting to see how that's going to play out. It is. And, and I think what would have worried me more is if they had made the exact moves that they made today and then brought in Ed Donatel to be their new defensive coordinator, right? Yeah. Just because of those relationships and because of those connections that he has with Brandon Staley, because I mean, he just had a chance at defense coordinator and didn't go very well right. when the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm sure a lot of things, you know, went into that, but if you listen to Vikings fans, they're not going to be very sad that he left, right? So no. he Ed Donatello is who gave Brandon Staley his first ever job in the NFL with the Chicago Bears. That yeah. is something, you know, that's how Brandon Staley got to start back in 2017. And he parlayed that into becoming, you know, one of the fastest rising you know, coaching prospects that we've ever seen in the Absolutely. NFL. So that is something that, you know, obviously is very near and dear to Brandon Staley's heart. You've seen that, you know, relationships are a big part of what Brandon Staley does with his players and obviously his coaches. Yeah. Sometimes you like to see him kind of branch out. That being said, wouldn't surprise me in the slightest to see Ed Donatel come in as some sort of defensive quality control or, you yeah. know, senior and that's, advisor you know, to the head so, coach. Right. And that, yeah. you know, and just because you're not a defensive coordinator, Right, I'll get out ahead of this. Doesn't mean you can't be good in a role like that, especially oh, yeah. when you learned under the godfather of where this defense kind of spawned from under Vic Fangio. So I don't yeah. think it would be a terrible thing, but it you know wouldn't surprise me at all if there are some friend hirings in this. And it doesn't mean that it can't kind of be helpful in trying to really install what they want to do this season in a gigantic season. Because David, not only do, does now Tom Donatello have to take over a very young and exciting secondary, right? Some really, yeah. really exciting pieces there. He gets Derwin James, Michael Davis. He gets Asante Samuel Jr. He is going to be a little bit hamstrung because he's going to start off with, you know, J.C. Jackson's injury and the uncertainty there. Yep. But that is no small thing to try to keep this secondary kind of going in the right direction. Yeah, you have you have a guy who is right there with all, all your guys that you had before. You know, it was the assistant secondary coach. So now he, he that voice stays the same. And yeah, you have some really great pieces to work with that are really coming off of playing some really, really good football. I mean, Derwin James got, you know, I think it was a third team all pro selection. Uh, you know, again, he, you know, he's just phenomenal. Michael Davis playing some of the best football of his career. Asante Samuel Jr. really kind of turning into that next star at the cornerback position. You have guys at every level, you know, stars, up and coming stars. And guys that are just solid NFL players like Michael Davis up and down that secondary to be able to use and weaponize. And also you have opportunities to try to get the best out of some young guys like <clears throat> JT Woods and, you know, like uh, Alohi Gilman. You're able to, you know, see that progression and get more out of those. So you can really kind of put your name on something and say, hey, I was the guy that was able right. to turn JT Woods into a productive <laughs> safety in the NFL. I was the guy that taught JT Woods how to tackle. Yeah, I mean, that would be I, – I, he might just kind of, you know, go straight to a defensive coordinator job coup, if he's right? able yeah. to do that. And I mean, yeah. that is – no, I, I'm messing around. I mean, that is something, obviously, <laughs> that it would be surprising because it's sure. just, you know, how the gap into where that needs to be and where we last saw JT Woods, obviously. But, yes, I mean, if you can start getting something out of Dean Leonard, you know, yeah. if you can turn Jasir Taylor into, you know, a – starting level slot corner in the nfl right, right. Adequate if you replacement can, for Bryce sure. yeah yeah if you can get something out of jt woods and kind of you know sounds messed up but kind of salvage that pick for the Chargers. yeah like those are all things that can be huge you know feathers in this cap at the same time though he has to keep it going he has to yes. keep the rest of those guys trending in the, the right direction right you can't see 
a year of regression under Asante Samuel Jr. You can't see Michael Davis kind of going back to that roller coaster ride where it's one year up, one year down. It has to all stick, and that's going to be his job now. And he, you know, obviously has the trust of Brandon Staley to be put in charge of this unit. And for him to not want to look elsewhere to find somebody else to come coach these guys. The biggest question is, do we have trust in Brandon Staley's trust in other people, right? And that's kind of where it is at this point, just when you're going to make those hires internally. You have to see something you didn't see before, or at least in this situation, when you're taking over for Derek Ansley, who had this group going in the right direction, yeah. to keep up that positive momentum. Well, and Brandon Staley's job is probably going to be on the line now because there's exactly. not really anywhere to hide. You got a new special teams coordinator that you turned over last year. You right. have a new offensive coordinator now, a new defensive coordinator now, a new linebackers coach, a new secondary coach. After there only two years. Absolutely nowhere to hide for Brandon Staley. Now right. it's time to get the results or the next person's head on the chopping block is probably going to be yours. And what you want is for them to, you know, fire Joe Lombardi if it's not working or Darius Swinton, right? Or to yeah. let Ronaldo Hill go when you think maybe there's an improvement that could be made there. Because Ronaldo Hill has never been a defensive coordinator, right? Right. He, he took over. I don't know. You know, it's hard to say how he really, you know, succeeded or produced in that facet. Because right. he just, you know, we don't know exactly what his role was. But what we do know is it just wasn't good enough. So these guys are now put in places any gigantic year for Brandon Staley where the defense has to show up, right? They improved eight spots from 2021 to 2022 and had Joey Bosa a lot more in 21 than they did in 22. It has to be a lot better than that. You know, you have to be at, at the bare minimum an average defense. And even really, that's not even enough when you have the right. players, right? If we're talking about a healthy Khalil Mack and Bosa and yes. Derwin and Asante and Michael Davis, like, this has to be an above average defense and there is nowhere else to hide two seasons in. You want to see them be able to, you know, realize a mistake was made and try to improve on it. Maybe it's not that cut and dry with Ronaldo Hill, but we're seeing them attempt to do that. And we're seeing Brand Staley trying to, you know, save his job in a lot of aspects. And these are the guys he trusts to, to get the job done. So that's mm -hmm. ultimately no matter what going to come back on him as the defensive play caller and the head coach of this football team. And we'll have a large role in, what the Chargers do in 2023, and if he's able to keep that job and keep this team progressing, unlike the other coaches who have really, really fallen off in their third year in the past, the Mike McCoys and the Anthony Lynn. So we'll see what happens. But you guys want to make sure you're here tomorrow and get your input on the show because we are doing a Chargers mailbag tomorrow. If you guys want to hit us up, you can do that on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. We'll put a post out there, or you can go in the YouTube comments right here and ask your question, or you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Get your questions in there, and we will make sure we get them on the show tomorrow. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924, and we try to get as many of those 30-second questions on the show as we possibly can. Maybe not specific prospects. You know, we're still kind of going through our draft process, prospect, but pretty, process, but pretty much anything else we are game for. So to make sure you guys don't miss it, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find the show on our social media, like on our Twitter or on my Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer's Twitter at Drotalk SD. You can also find us on the Locked On Chargers Facebook page and at Locked On Chargers on Instagram. But get your guys' voices on the show, get your questions into the show, and come back tomorrow for a Chargers mailbag question, getting into all of the biggest topics surrounding this Chargers offseason. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.